Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of Connects Gadget. I am so excited today to be joined by my good friends, Kristen and Aaron, and we're going to be talking about We Ignite and all of the fun that's going into that. And so I have, I joke, this is my show, but when Kristen's on, I am the sidekick. So <laughs> Kristen, would you take a minute to introduce our guests? Absolutely. Welcome, and thank you for joining us. Um, we are so excited to have Aaron here tonight. Aaron, um, I consider a dear friend and mentor um, in the community, and um, she is putting together the most amazing event um, in our county, uh, focusing on women. Uh, she is currently the founder and board president of We Ignite, and so she'll expand on that a little bit, and then tell us about all of the other hats that she wears within our community. So welcome, Erin. Um, just, I guess, start off and kind of, uh, we always like to hear about people's journeys and how they got here. So uh, start us off on that. Yeah. Well, I love that this is Skagit County based. I did grow up in Skagit County. I grew up in Laconer, so graduated as a brave I won't tell you the year. <laughs> um, I did have do a brief stint in middle school at a very tiny private school that was off of Avon Allen Road that had a sum total of, I think, 15 students. So mm, anybody listening went to Mrs. B's, uh, you uh, <laughs> know what I went through. <laughs> um, it was pretty, actually pretty amazing. It was a kindergarten through 12th grade, all in one school, in oh, one classroom. Wow. Uh, yeah, so it was a very exceptional experience and then went back and finished up at the high school. Yeah. And when I graduated from high school, I got accepted at Western. And so I went there for a year, which was a longstanding family tradition. And then uh, at that time, so I will say this is in the late 80s. At that time, I thought college was way too expensive and there was no way I could pay for it. So I went to Skagit and ended up getting my AA at Skagit. And then got married, had two kids, nine years later, got divorced, and was so grateful for my associate's degree. And I went back in 2004 through uh, WSU had a distance degree program at that time. Mm -hmm. And that was truly distance in that <laughs> there was not a lot of online pieces. I would get a big box in the mail with 16 VHS tapes <laughs> to watch one a week. And then I would do my essays and all of that and submit it through the mail. Um, and actually, that is how I met Deborah Lancaster. She was the, I um, can't remember exactly her title, but she would proctor our exams at the WCU mm -hmm. Extension that, uh, that was on the Skagit Valley College campus. And so it took me three years to finish a two-year program, but I was working full-time, single mom, and um, my kids did a lot of homework with me <laughs> for those, those three years. And oftentimes we would try to barter. They would say, oh, I don't feel like doing my math. And I'd say, well, I have a 12-page paper to write. So what do you want to do? <laughs> yeah. They always did their math. Um, and then... That's when, so the last exam that I ever had proctored by Deborah, as I was walking out the door, she said, here, here's a program I think you should do. I kind of rolled my eyes and said, Deborah, I've been in school for three years. I'm so tired. I don't want to take any more tests. And she said, don't worry, there's no testing. And it was Leadership's <laughs> Gadget. And so she is the one that got me into Leadership's Gadget. And I really appreciate her 
willingness to step into that role in my life and to be that mentor for me to be in that program. And Leadership Skagit after, uh, so I graduated there in the class of 2008 uh, after (laughs) finished in July of 2007 with WSU, got my bachelor's degree in social sciences, and then in September started with Leadership Skagit. So it's always education all the time. Yeah, no, if you can rip then yeah, just keep going. Momentum is your friend in adult learning. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And then that program was so influential in my life that I volunteered there for still to this day. If there's something that that program needs, I am there. Um, I was a small teams coach for six years, uh, chaired multiple challenge days for I think three or four years. And that's where I met Kristen and so many other amazing leaders in this community. Mm-hmm. And that is where Kate Bennett, if you've ever met Kate Bennett, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you have not had the opportunity, <laughs> we all know that <laughs> she has blessed many. Yeah. You do need to meet Kate. Kate was actually one of the founding board members of We Ignite and is still on our board. Yeah. And she is heavily the biggest influence in creating this concept in my life. Kate offered me the opportunity to do something that scared the pants off of me in Mm -hmm. March of 2017, and that was to sit on a panel as an expert. I thought, oh, surely she means the person behind me. She's not talking to me. Uh, And it was a panel that it was the Women's Funding Alliance, which is a group out of Seattle. And at that point in time, they were touring the state every year talking about different topics related to women. And this particular year was women in the workforce and the gender pay gap. And I kept thinking, oh my gosh, what do I know? I don't know anything about this, but I was there. I was there actually as a Seroptimist. I'm a member of the Burlington Seroptimist Club and Seroptimist does a lot of work uh, to educate women and girls in particular Mm -hmm. through scholarships and other programs. Mm -hmm. And so I was there as the expert in what our community is doing to support girls. And so that was easy to talk about. I love talking about that. And it was amazing. It was 75 women in McIntyre Hall in that special room that's kind of off the entry. And we had 90 minutes together. We talked. I sat on this panel with Laura Caillou and Lori Gear and Shirley Yap. And I kept thinking, surely they meant someone else. (laughs) (laughs) I. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. It was really incredible. And then it was this beautiful opportunity to share our stories, to tell the times that we had had our gender impact us in the workforce. Um, When we went for a raise, we we did all everything you're supposed to do to ask for a raise. Mm -hmm. It's the internet tells you, do your research, come in with numbers, come in with paperwork, Mm -hmm. come in with comparable positions, come in with from this position of strength. And I tried that multiple times in multiple companies and would meet this look like I was kidding. Like I was joking that I could possibly think that the research I had done would qualify me for a raise. I might be probably was overqualified for most of the raises I was asking for. And I would hear things such as, well, you we let you take um, the entire month of March. We let you leave work 30 minutes early so that you could get to your kids softball and baseball games. So we really feel that that's enough of a benefit that we can't really give you a raise at this time because we've been really flexible with your schedule. Mm-hmm. Or I heard a number of times that, well, this is Skagit County. Those statistics are from Seattle. 
I also heard, um, well, obviously always heard, you know, well, we just don't have the money to do that. We don't, you don't have the education, you don't have this, you don't have that. And, and it really, you hear that so many times and you feel alone, you feel like you're the only one that that's happening to. And if I was better, if I was more, if I didn't have to leave work early or come in late or run to the school because my kids had an accident and I'm the only parent that will respond, Mm-hmm. Um, I just kept thinking it was me. And so to be in this room of other women and hear that it wasn't me, it was gender wide that it had happened. And to share your story and have other women come up to you later and say, your story inspired me. Your sport, your story showed me that I'm not alone. Your story and your sharing impacted my life in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And that was huge. And I kept thinking that whole 90 minutes. Isn't this amazing? What if we had a whole day together? What if we had a whole weekend together? (laughs) And so that was in March of 2017. And I kept thinking that and I was like, you are crazy, Erin. That is too big. You are doing too many things already. Please don't do this to yourself. (laughs) Don't try to create something that doesn't exist. Uh, Find something that already exists and, you know, don't recreate the wheel. And so I just sat with it for a while. And then a mentor of mine, um, because it was too big, it was too scary. And then a few months later in July, a mentor of mine passed away suddenly. um, And that was Dr. Ernest Tutt. He was a professor at Skagit Valley College. And I had worked with him for a number of years in Leadership Skagit, bringing his message to that group and hearing what he had to say. And when he passed away, I, I was very sad And I was sad for my loss. And mostly I was sad for the rest of the world who had never gotten to hear him speak and had never heard his message. And in August, I went to his service and I swear I was there for half an hour. It turned out it was three hours later. Um, And every single person that stood up and spoke said the exact same thing. He lived with this love for humanity that Mm -hmm. every person on the planet deserved to be loved and everybody's story deserved to be shared. And the entire three hours, I just kept having this thought come into my head. It's your idea. If you don't do it, no one else will. Mm -hmm. I'm firmly convinced to this day that that was him (laughs) pushing (laughs) me and nudging me. And um, his... uh memorial yeah in all the right ways yeah 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 it was just incredible and so I sat down and stayed up till two o'clock that morning and by the time I went to bed I had a basic outline for an event you know who would be the supporters who would be the speakers who would partner with us how it would work and I've had I have some nonprofit experience I was on the board for Skagit Domestic Violence and Sexual Assault Services for six years chaired their auction for a few of those years Um, and I volunteered with a lot of organizations in the community. Mm -hmm. I just so many, I don't even, I don't want to forget somebody, so I'm not going to name them all. (laughs) Um, and I knew what it took. And I also knew that for me, it was really important if I was going to create this event that the organization behind it was nonprofit. So Mm -hmm. our first year, um, Well, it's actually part of the story. So in August, I'm like, yes, I'm going to do this. And I'm trying it and I'm doing it. And about October, I realize I've come against a barrier that I don't know how to get over. And that is, how do I handle the money? Who's going to just write me checks? And (laughs) am I going to write checks to my speakers out of my own personal checking account? 
how's this going to work? And so I had given myself permission to quit. The idea was just too big. There was no way to get over this barrier. I could just cancel all the speakers I talked to. It was totally fine. Nobody really knew about the event. It was going to be okay. Mm -hmm. I could go back to my life. And I was at the Swan event, which I absolutely love. I go to every year and I have so the distinct. Those that might not know the, the acronym SWAN. That's... Oh, yes. Skagit Women Alliance Network. Thank yes. You. Right. And they do a Women, Women of the Year award. And in right. 2016, I had been nominated and actually won for mentoring women in our community, which was, um, again, I kept, I think I cried the day that they called and told me that I won. And I kept thinking, they must have had somebody else. <laughs> No, this can't possibly no, no. be me. It was pretty incredible. Humility is um, staggering. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it was on my list of things I wanted to accomplish in my life, but uh -huh. it felt like it was 10 or 15 years down the road. Right. So it was really exceptional to have that gift um, in 2016. So, And I was there. And this woman who I honestly had a terrible reputation with, <laughs> I had signed up for the community action, have a heart run. And that year they were trialing this couch to 5k team. So they were mm -hmm. creating these teams before the event. You could pay extra money, join a team, you'd get a coach. She was my coach and I never showed up for a single run. Of <laughs> Not a one. I, it's the only way I knew. I didn't know who she was. I just know that she'd been texting me saying, Hey, are you going to come tonight? And I'm like, no, sorry, I'm busy. So, <laughs> so she walks up to me at this, after the Swan dinner, you know, when we could meet in person and chit chat after an event, uh, it was so beautiful. And she's like, hi, Aaron, I'm Audra. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, <laughs> And she's like, what are you doing? And I told her this one thing and she's like, oh, what else are you doing? And I told her this other thing. And then she kind of tilted her head and she's like, oh, what else are you doing? And I'm like, nobody asks three times. I should probably tell her what I just decided to quit. So I said, well, I was going to do this one thing, but I can't figure out how to get over the money part. And she looks at me and she says, well, that's what I do every day. Why don't you come to my office tomorrow at 10 and we'll figure this out. And so the next day I was in her office at 10 and that was at eDask and eDask actually seeded our first event, um, not with any money per se, but with their, their structure, their knowledge, their skill of being a nonprofit and helping mm -hmm. to support a nonprofit. And so that first year we were supported by eDask and they fund all of the money was able to go through eDask foundation. They paid all of our checks. They helped me set up the accounts and everything that we would need and the, and the accounting practices that you would need for a nonprofit. And then in July of 2018, I applied and um, received my nonprofit status. So we ignite as a nonprofit and the we ignite women's conferences are our annual event. We also, it's an educational nonprofit. So our goal is to create additional educational events for women throughout the year. Um, and this was the year we were going to start them. <laughs> March was supposed to be our first one in 2020. And then uh, it got canceled and it got pushed out. And then the next one got canceled and pushed out. So we'll try again. Um, and then that first year was really incredible. Kristen, did you have a question? Nope. I was just going to say that we've got some great things happening here coming up. So yeah. Yeah. For 2021. So. Oh, I know. I'm so excited. So our there first are some, year. Some, some good things that have come out of all of the COVID things. Oh, so yeah, like, absolutely amazing. It's the first year was incredible. We had 190 women that registered for the conference and the day of the event, I woke up about 6am and it was the first day of snowmageddon. <laughs> 
I don't know if we remember Snowmageddon back that far, mm-hmm. February of 2019, and women still came, those who could get out of their driveway. We had a couple speakers who couldn't get out of their driveway, so we were frantically at 7.30 a.m. restructuring the entire day <laughs> and trying to just make sure that everything flowed as well as possible. Um, it was beautiful. Our first event was really focused on connection, mm-hmm. and then 2020 of February 2020, our event was focused on Uh, inspiration. And we had, again, uh, over 170 women in the room. There was no snow that year. It was amazing. (laughs) 2020. Uh, Little did we know what would happen in the rest of 2020. (laughs) Uh, And then in August of this year, August seems to be my turning point every year, we had to decide if we were going to cancel the event. And in year three of any event, that's kind of uh, known to be a killer of that event to Mm -hmm. um, just take it out of existence. And I didn't want that to happen. It felt too important to our community. It felt too important to women in this world. And so I thought, well, I can try virtual. And so we shifted to a virtual platform. And, you know, my 10-year plan was, oh, we're going to have women from all over Washington state. Maybe some will come from bordering states. We'll get a few from Canada. And so we'll be able to be called an international event. And this year with the virtual platform, we actually have speakers from five states. We have a gal who's going to speak from Sydney, Australia. So in year three, when we could have made the decision to ditch the event, we are actually hitting our 10-year goals, which is super exciting. And now I'm kind of like, oh no, what's next? (laughs) What's going to happen in 2022? Um, The other thing that we did is year one was one day, year two, we had uh, Thursday evening and Friday. And this year we're Thursday evening, Friday and Saturday morning. And so our goal last year for Saturday was to create a space for connection and networking and meeting women that you don't normally get a chance to talk Mm -hmm. to with really no other agenda other than this networking possibility. And that's what we're going to bring, but it's a virtual networking. So it's community building and fierce networking in a virtual world, uh, Mm -hmm. which is super exciting. So uh, let's see, do you want me to talk about what, what the who's going to be at the event or yes, um, absolutely. Yeah, okay. Maybe, maybe just kind of back out really quick. Yeah, sure. Just, just the, cause you talked a lot about the evolution. So as it stands right now, the, the, we ignite conference for 2021 and kind of what the, the mission and purpose is it's shifted. It's, it's like, what's the, the, the value proposition, your, your hard hitting value proposition for, <laughs> for this year is, is what? Um, so this year is empowerment, empowering women. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's so the event is We Ignite, and our taglines are connection, inspiration, and empowerment. So every year we'll cycle through one of those as our overarching theme of the event. Mm-hmm. And then most of our speakers will fall in line fitting into that concept. So this mm-hmm. year for empowering women, um, really this fall, it became really important to kind of a two part way to support and empower women. And there was this statistic in, I think it came out in in mid-October that between August and October, 874,000 women in the United States left the workforce. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I heard that. Yeah. Now there's a, the Marshall plan for moms or something. It was, is what I, I listened to a podcast today on that. It was just that, in yeah. months, we'd retrograded 
almost 30 years in terms of, of the women in the, in the workforce, um, which is mind boggling. I mean, it's just tragic. Yeah. 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 And the gender pay gap, I think I don't know the statistics on it, but I was talking to someone the other day that said that that had been pushed back by about a decade. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty substantial as well. Um, So two themes really started to evolve under this empowering women concept and One was continuing the conversation around social justice and um, communities of color and women's voices in those communities and having platforms to speak. And the other concept was, um, what are all these women going to (laughs) do? They weren't working for fun. They weren't just working to, you know, I don't don't even know. (laughs) They're going to need their income at some point. And at first, it made me really sad and pretty angry that so many women had to leave the workforce. And then I started thinking, yeah, but they're women. So they're going to innovate. They're going to come up. They're going to figure it out. Amazing. Yeah. They're going to figure it out because they're going to need that income back somehow, some way. Right. And then I got really excited. Like, okay, so if you are a woman who had to leave the workforce and now you're trying to shift, I'm really trying to avoid the word pivot. I think it's been overused in 2020. Yeah. But if you're shifting your whole life, what's your plan going to be? And what do you need to help you? So we created these, um, we have featured speakers, we have keynote speakers, and then we have what we call spark sessions, which are breakouts and they're mini workshops. And so our mini workshops, we have a vast number of them. We actually have, we normally have four because we're at the casino and there's four rooms. (laughs) And now we have 17 this year. So I'm really excited that we have that many and a large portion of them are geared towards entrepreneurship and women who are starting their own businesses. So taxes and accounting, how to make it less scary. Um, Kristen and Melissa are actually doing one on social media. How do you utilize social media? Right. The gal from Australia is coming in and she's talking about she and her husband were travel bloggers. That's how they made their living. And then suddenly they can't travel. So how do you yeah. how do you still bring in your income and afford to eat and pay your bills and pay for your house mm-hmm. and all those things? And so she found a way to actually monetize Facebook groups to create to build a business within Facebook groups. And so she's going to talk about that and share her experience there and knowledge. Um, we just have so many. So those breakout sessions, when I first had this idea, I sent out messages to multiple Facebook friends. Kristen was probably actually one of them. If a women's conference came to Skagit County, what would you want to hear about? And all of the women who responded to me, there were four major themes. And those were health, uh, wealth, innovation, kind of like owning your own business or taking over a family business. And then after the first year, the fourth one came in and that was civic engagement. Mm -hmm. And um, that had a lot to do with that being 2020, I think, and an election year and a hundred years since women had gotten the right to vote. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's always something, well, not slightly, pretty controversial at the event. And so last year for 2020, our controversial topic, and I'm I always know I've hit it on the head if half the room leans into the conversation and (laughs) half leans back and doesn't want to listen. And that's exactly what happened. But our conversation was around the fact that 2020 was 100 years since women had the right to vote. And then what the reality of what that meant is that it was white women that got the right to vote in 2020. And that not only did women of color not have the right to vote, but there were multiple exclusionary acts created where they were actually excluded from voting intentionally. 
So it wasn't just this, oh, we just forgot about them. It was this very intentional act to not allow them to vote. Mm-hmm. And so we had conversations around that. Uh, we had Erin Jones, who is, um, I don't know if you're familiar with her, but she ran for state office a few years ago as, um, oh my gosh, for schools, public schools, uh, superintendent of public schools. Yes. And yeah, uh, Shelly Vendiola, who is, works at Skagit Valley College and has a couple of other projects that she's working on. She's a, a Swinomish tribal member and is Filipino, is, uh, Filipino Swinomish is how she identifies. And then we had two women from Bellingham who actually created a film that was based on the life story of Ella Higginson, who is one of the first suffragettes in Whatcom County in 1912. But she wrote her life story and she asked Mary Pickford of Pickford Cinemas to play her and Mary declined. And so she got really mad and she shelved her, her, her story. And so it sat in the vault at Western for a hundred years before they came along and then they made the movie which was really cool. So I hope that that actually gets to come out at some point. They were going to do the film circuit in 2020. So we'll see. Uh, And so this year, our topic is really focused on um, it's a panel. Well, there's two speakers on Thursday evening and a panel of speakers Thursday evening as well. Uh, And there's several, there's two local speakers, Annette Pinky and Morgan Curry. And then a good friend of mine from Portland, Abby Wood, and another friend of mine from Portland, Megan Justice, who are going to be having conversations around what happened in June when Black Lives Matter occurred and protests occurred and that they stood up and said, we are standing for social justice. Our expectation is that people are treated equally and these are important topics to us and what happened. And things happened from ostracism to hate mail to um, being absolutely just inundated with being told that you are not a good person, that you should not be in the role that you're in. And it's going to be, I think, really surprising who is saying what in these conversations. Mm -hmm. And um, I actually came across all of these women separately and then brought them all together for this panel because they just fit so well together. And we actually have four panels this year. I'm super excited. So that's one. Then Friday afternoon, we have a panel on bridging the gavel gap. And it is six judges from Skagit County who are talking, they're all women and talking about um, what, and from all different generations. So from the seventies to Elizabeth, who is just elected, (laughs) are all going to be there speaking about Can we just stop there? Yeah. We have six women judges in Skagit County. I think that. And and yeah. and a female commissioner judge. That's I mean, it's. I think that's pretty spectacular in Skagit County to have that representation. Yeah. On the bench. It's pretty amazing, and the only one who we couldn't have on the panel was Susan Cook, and um, she's actually really the only other woman female judge <laughs> uh, ever elected, and it it mm-hmm. took a turn a few years back and there's been this really increasing um, recognition of women as judges in Skagit County, which is Mm -hmm. really beautiful. And we're still um, as far as like statewide, that's still a pretty, um, the fact that we've only ever had seven female judges is, is pretty staggering statistic and Mm -hmm. not that direction. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But they're, they're pretty, they're really excited to be on this panel. And then, 
we have a panel of Shirley Yap actually is going to come all the way from Houston. She's so, um, <gasps> I know. She's so amazing. I know. I'm so excited to have her. And she is going to be on a panel with Julie Blazik from HKP Architects mm-hmm. and um, a good friend of my daughter's, Tiffany Candler, who works for Lighted Construction in Seattle. And that mm-hmm. panel is moderated by Dr. Terry Watawa, who's the Mount Vernon High School principal. And they're going to talk about being women in male-dominated fields and kind of what that looks like and their experiences. And um, yeah, so I'm really excited for that panel as well. And my concept is I share with all of our speakers what the concept of the event is, what the theme is for the year, and then they really write their own. I firmly believe that what is supposed to happen is authentic and true. And every so often I'll have a speaker, they'll be like, ah, oh, should I pick this topic or this topic? And I always tell them, you know, well, what's on your heart that you want to get out? What, what, if you could teach a room of women, what would you want to teach them? And that's always the topic that they go with. So, yeah. <laughs> and I, I kind of put people together and then step back and let the magic happen. And that, that seems to work pretty well. So, yeah. Um, and then our other panel is key life decisions, and that's also a number of local women. So Yulia Garrison, who's with Edward Jones, and Christy Winter with Karen Partners, which is a funeral services uh, company, and Kim Ray from Williams and Newley, and Emily Rose Mowry from Limitless Law in Bellingham. And so they're all going to talk about all of those, as, as it says, key life decisions that women have to make. And um, mm-hmm. it's still surprising to me today that our there are women that still don't know how to talk about finances. Um, I guess I could talk about my day job here. So I work for hospice. I'm uh, the manager of volunteer services at hospice of the Northwest. And we still see constantly women who don't know how to pay a bill. And um, it's always surprising. They don't know what they're going to do with their finances. They don't know where all of the papers are stored. And it is still shocking to me today that that occurs. Um, so it's, it's always a need for, I think for women to learn more and, you know, to learn how to invest, to learn how to prepare. Um, my grandmother passed away this in 2020 and she and my mom thought they had everything planned out, everything planned out. And it was all planned out for a world that wasn't in a pandemic. And then everything had to change. Everything had to be different. And just watching my mom struggle through all of that. If I can, make it easier for one other woman to not have to have that much of a struggle. That's really my goal mm-hmm. so, with all of these topics. And, and usually my mom's in the audience and I'm really sad that we don't have to get to have a big audience this year um, because the, the energy in the room is usually, it's so electric, but we're trying to do as much stay as true as we can to our in-person events. We're still queuing up music before the speakers Uh, We're having Danielle Graber, who at last year's event, um, she'd come to me right after the 2019 event and I'd met her at a dinner and she said, you know, I want to be a, I'm going to be a public speaker. And I said, well, great. I have a stage for you. Why don't you tell me what you want to talk about? (laughs) And so we met a few times and it really became apparent that her dream was to start her own fitness academy. And so I was like, well, awesome you want to start that. You also want to be on a stage. How about we marry those two things and you be the person who gets us up and moving at the 2020 event. And so she came, she was on stage. She was beautiful. She shared her personal story. And then she shared her dream of wanting to start her fitness academy. Um, 
I've told the story a couple of times and I've cried. So I'm going to try to get through it without crying. <laughs> um, and then a few months after the event, she actually started Graber Golf and Fitness Academy. And it awesome. is going strong. It's virtual. She pops on three days a week. She sends you the video. She does these workouts. She and her husband met through golf. And so that's her passion. And it's still really, she gets, she's keeps working out and being strong um, so that she can golf more. And (laughs) (laughs) And, um, she just has this passion for supporting women and for creating this importance of how deeply important it is to take care of ourselves and to also be there to support the other people in our life and Mm -hmm. family and her faith are really important to her. So she gets to talk about all that. And I'm hoping that this year she she's a speaker, actually a featured speaker this year. She has a 30 minute time slot to share a little bit more of her story with us. So those are the kind of experiences that women have and, um, you know, really the opportunity to hear a story and to find yourself in that story is so empowering. And every year could be about all three connection, inspiration, and empowerment. And every year is, um, we just tend to focus on one each year. So, yeah. Kristen, what did I, what am I missing? I I think you've covered it. So how, how can women get connected with this? Um, the the details on that date, times, website, all of that good stuff. Perfect. So the dates this year are February 11th, 12th, and 13th. Thursday night, where you run five to eight. Friday, it's about 8.30 to four. And then Saturday is nine to noon. Um, Friday morning, we have some really amazing speakers coming, like I said, from all over the place. And then we have two mm-hmm. sets of spark sessions. So, and those are like our breakout workshops. And the um, Everybody who's in attendance who buys a ticket for any of the days will receive a link to um, be able to review and or purchase any additional of those recorded sessions that you missed. Mm -hmm. So if you can go Thursday and Friday, but you can't go Saturday or you can go Thursday and Friday morning or you can't go Thursday. So just it's really important to register for one of the sessions so that you have the opportunity to get into those email pieces for getting um, access to the recordings later. And then the easiest way to find us is uh, my husband has been amazing. He does uh, all sorts of tech web database <laughs> stuff. I don't even know what he does. I can't tell you, but uh, <laughs> he has built our beautiful website and it is absolutely gorgeous. Thank you, so Michael. that is yeah, that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He's wonderful. And that's at weignitewa.org. We'll make sure we get that uh, link in the show notes. Yeah, that's awesome. And so that page opens up. It's the conference schedule is right there. So you can check out all the speakers. There's a link in the conference schedule by speaker to their bio, their headshot, their what their session's going to be about. Um, and then there is if any women woman cannot afford to attend, uh, just scroll all the way to the bottom of the website. There's a scholarship link at the bottom. Three easy questions. One, I'm just tracking for tracking purposes, is your request for scholarship COVID related? Uh, The second question is, are you willing to pay on a sliding scale? And the third question is, would you be willing to volunteer? Mm -hmm. Uh, And we do still have some volunteer spots open. So if you know somebody who can't afford to attend, but would love to attend, um, that's that's a huge purpose for the event. Awesome. Um, Yeah. So I would love to have anybody do that. And then, uh, yeah, that, that's also the website to go to when our other educational opportunities start popping up. 
And uh, as I mentioned before, Kate, Kate and Stephanie, Kate Bennett, Stephanie Hooper and Carla Tucker were our inaugural board along with myself. I am currently president. And then just in January, we brought on nine more people onto our board, which is really exciting, which means we're a toddler board, not a baby board. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, soon this year, the plan is for me to move off as board president and into the CEO role, which is, um, again, I'm like, are you sure they have the right person? (laughs) But I'm really excited about that opportunity and the growth and the potential for um, this. And board members are from Skagit Valley College and Community Action and um, just all over the community involved in nonprofits and education, which was really key since it's an educational nonprofit. Right. Um, So yeah, I'm really excited for that. Well, hey, I was going to ask you what your 10-year plan is so that we know what you're going to do next year. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. No, that would be the 11 year plan. So, <laughs> 11 year she's, plan. Ar- she's already completed yeah, the 10 year. So. Oh. You're rolling out. You know, I honestly have been thinking about it a little bit because I do work in healthcare and we've been hearing from the CDC that the public health emergency is probably going to extend through the entirety of 2021. It'll just be like every 90 days, it'll be renewed, mm. um, which you probably don't want to hear, but. I'm soaking in that reality and thinking, do we just plan for virtual already? And if we can meet in person in smaller numbers and we have like a VIP event or a kickoff party or something along those lines. And I tell you, a virtual event is um, just as challenging as an in-person event and the deadlines are completely different. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. 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 All of the work of of a... a, a, an in-person event, but with the technology layer of complexity. Right. Lay it right on. Yeah. Like you said, you're the ability to expand beyond, you know, the borders of Skagit and, and, and beyond. And so any, cause what a, what a worthy cause. I mean, there's no, it's no wonder uh, that the universe wouldn't let you sit quietly alone with this. It kept, kept bringing it up. Um, but what about, I mean, no good deed goes unpunished and this is clearly a <laughs> good deed. And so what, what it, it, do you have plans for, for expanding? You're going to write your, you're going to write your book. We need to get you your own podcast. What, what uh, are, are there edges to the good that you feel like you can do either immediately short-term, long-term and again, just cause we'll, uh, we'll do a little bit of, of, of saying here because whatever you say, oh, in 10 years, I'll write a book. And then in three months, you'll be back. And we'll write your book. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny that you asked that. I actually already have the title of my book. I have no idea what it's oh. going to be about, but I have the title already. That's the hardest part. I've um. <laughs> yeah. So now I just need to find somebody to do the artwork. Yeah. Um, a podcast is definitely in my future. I actually have a date with a friend of mine who is a podcast, uh, v- uh, virtual VMA. Oh. virtual auditor or I am not even sure what the title is, but the person <laughs> that makes the podcast look good. Um, she's one of those people. And so I told her, I'm like, okay, I can't do it until March, but that's really been, I actually have my podcast microphone over here and awesome. we're going to okay. work on creating me a space that has some good sound in it. And uh, so that's definitely on the list. I've done a lot of interviews with many of the speakers from this year and with the intention of transitioning those into podcast episodes. So I actually have some content and um, definitely working on creating additional educational opportunities. And the other piece kind of in my personal life that I'm working on is um, 
someone told me a while ago, well, and of course I was a coach for a leadership gadget for six years and still didn't believe it. They're like, oh, you'd make a really good life coach. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, well, I've found out nobody knows what they're doing, which is really cool. Yeah, exactly. Um, and for me, it's again, education is really important. So I started an educational program this year that's a year long that is an intensive life coaching program that at the end of the year you can sit for the International Coaches Federation cert, um, certifying board. Mm-hmm. So I'm halfway through that program. It ends in July. <laughs> so that's what I'll be doing the rest of half half the first half of 2021. I'll finish that. And I've just been having an absolute amazing time. Uh, The program that I'm in is ontological coaching. So it's like being based coaching. There's facilitation coaching where someone helps you work through projects and sets goals. And we do some of that, but it's more, how do you want to be in the world? How do you want to show up places? Um, How do you want to react to situations? So that's the type of coaching that I'm, I'm being trained in. And I really I really love it, um, really recognizing how much control we have over the, our lives, even though we feel like they're out of control all the time. <laughs> we have Making all these different choices. Decisions. We can make. Yeah, yeah. you can make choices for yeah. things. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah exactly. So. Um, so that's been really amazing. And just getting the opportunity to work with incredible clients is it's so beautiful. So and then seeing these amazing changes in their life is uh, it's just a gift that I can never could have imagined that I would experience. So. I don't know when the book will come out. Maybe ten years. I don't know. All right. Well, what would it, what would it be about? What's the topic? I have the title, but what's the topic? <laughs> I'm sure you'll come up with it. So yeah. I think all of the just open yourself up, listen to your heart. I think that's what you're yeah. that's your speaker. So I think that one thing that um, I I just want to share, just knowing you, the years that I have, that you have definitely taken leaps of faith on many things and, and just going with your gut and going with the instinct to do good things in the world is something that I think that more people need to do. I think a lot of people sit back and think, Oh, I could do, or what if, or, um, you know, I think that we need to do more in our communities. And I thank you for stepping up and doing that. And, you know, taking that leap of faith and saying, okay, I have this on my heart and I feel like I, I can do something. Um, and, and I think that, you know, there's a lot of us that probably have those things on our minds or that we want to do. And, and we are just afraid to jump into action. And, you know, I always go back to Kevin Minahan, um, you know, who I love dearly. I know Andrew's had him on the show who, you know, he, he talks about, um, you know, what would you do if you didn't have fear? And so I think that you have really epitomized that in your story and your journey um, with kind of where you, where you come and, and what you're doing now with not only we ignite, but with your coaching and things like that. So I really appreciate you, you know, taking the time to share this journey. And I'm so excited about the event and the opportunity for women in our community and surrounding borders to come together and, and learn and grow and, you know, provide opportunities. Um, so thank you so much. And yeah. yeah. Well, and Andrew, you can absolutely come too. Kevin has been to the event, actually several men attended last year and it was pretty exceptional. 
Um, and I just wanted to speak really quickly to your the fear that you talked about, Kristen, because it was really surprising to me. I would say 15 years ago, if anyone had ever told me that I was going to be putting anything on related to a women's event, I would have thought that they were crazy. Mm-hmm. I made a very intentional decision 20 years ago in my work life that I did not want to work with women. I had a very bad experience working with some women thought never going to do it again. I will only pick jobs that are not <laughs> women focused. And I had mm-hmm. amazing jobs. I worked for a fertilizer manufacturing company in Skagit County, RSA Microtech. It was me and 26 guys. I worked for Viva Tierra, which was CF Fresh. It's a organic mm-hmm. produce company in Skagit County. I was one of maybe five women there. And then a few retired. And then I was one of like three women, <laughs> three or four women. And it was perfect. I know how to deal with men. I can, you know, well, I won't even go into that, but you know, you, yeah. I know how to deal with women. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know how to deal with women. I didn't know right. how to deal with this constant um, conflict and competition. And I just, I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. And right. I didn't know how to play in that, that world. And so that was one of the big things that really um, influenced this event as well Is I want to create a space where women can learn we don't have to compete with each other, that we can collaborate, we can work together. We don't have to like steal each other's venue and take each other's auction date. (laughs) That's not how the world works. There's not finite resources. (laughs) Right. Right. um, So that's really my big thing. And, And it's so beautiful to have that happening in Skagit County where I grew up and seeing all of the beautiful things that we were actually just talking yesterday about, Uh, My kids picked strawberries for Sakumas when they were young. And I was like, yeah, I was in the cucumber fields. (laughs) You guys think (laughs) strawberries are bad. (laughs) But (laughs) the lesson that taught them was they made 16 cents a pound when they picked those berries. And then we went to the grocery store and strawberries sold for $5.99 a pound. And I, I don't think that many other people get that. When you grow up in a community that has the heart of agriculture like we do, you really understand the value of the basic needs in life. You understand the value of food. You understand the value of working from a young age. And they were shocked when they got to college and found that they were in classes with people who had never held a job. And, um, you know, it wasn't how I was raised. That wasn't how I raised them. And I think that they really appreciate the things that we have now have I ever said, why can't we have nice things? Yes. And <laughs> um, I think there's still this huge level of appreciation for right. being here and growing up in such a fun place. And I was just asking my son, who's 28, I said, what was your favorite job of all the jobs you had? And his response was, oh, vining peas. That was the best. Work at night shift ah. and working on the pea viner. Well, there so, you go. Yeah. They had some pretty big touches with egg in this community. And um, I've just always always loved it. So love, I think that love driving through a community and oh, what's that field? So <laughs> yeah, I think that certainly has shaped a lot of um, lives um, mm-hmm. within not only this community, but many ag communities, those ag related jobs for sure. And that that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a whole nother. And, <laughs> Man. And it's just so beautiful yeah. because that there's so many people required in that and it's such a diverse world. And so mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things I really love about about the egg. So yeah, but thank you so much for having me on. It's been so fun and I'm totally going to eat my tots now, but (laughs) (laughs) 
tots. We didn't. Nobody wants to stand between you and those. I <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for coming on uh, Connects Gadget, and this is exactly the type of conversation that we want to have. And and, and it cannot be the last time that we chat. Definitely want to to stay up on all of your movings and shakings, um, as they are fast and furious, and and. and it, yep. Largely out of your control, as it seems. The universe has signs <laughs> on what it is what, that it needs from you. And boy, our, our entire community is definitely uh, benefiting from your efforts. And so thank, thank you for, for what you do, uh, for, for, for the women and, and girls in our community, and frankly, for the men uh, in our entire community. Uh, it, is, it is on the shoulders of giants like yourself that we're able to move forward. And, and right. so thank you for for acting with, with courage and, and, uh, and moving us forward. It's really exciting and to have you get as a guest on our, our podcast. So. Absolutely. Thank you. And thank you for acting with courage to start the podcast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a thing, so. <laughs> but it's a Good job yeah. doing the thing. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. I am Andrew Miller and my friend, Kristen Kelts and Aaron Long have been sounding out the we ignite uh, women's conference and the, sh- the show notes. I invite everybody to, to, and not just women. Again, I've, I've been invited. Yeah. I and men need people. to hear this message too. Uh, to participate. And Aaron, is there another way that people can, can support uh, your organization other than um, signing up to, 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 to participate as a, as a participant or do you have corporate sponsors? Do you have anything? Yeah. Like- totally blanked. I'm like, I don't know, Andrew, what do you think? <laughs> uh, we do have sponsors. I think we should. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The scholarships. So reach out. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. And, and we'll, we'll have your contact information and by all means, people that can get a hold of me can get a hold of you, but we'll, we'll include your contact information. So this is something that's going to make our community better. And thank you for that. So yeah, uh, absolutely. We'll, we'll all do it shoulder to shoulder brilliant all right. all right well that is thank you thank you so much uh and as they, again this has been fantastic all right thanks mm-hmm.